Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to put a ring on it, whether you like it or not, Dad. <laughs> Why are you getting married to your dad? It's grunt work. Everybody's grunting. All this stuff about me. Why won't they just let me live? <laughs> I don't need permission. Make my own decisions. That's my prerogative. Ooh. Here on Grunt Work, the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that will water your plants while you're away. I am your host, Landon, going to the chapel, and I'm Solano, joined always by my co-host, Truman, gonna get Mayor Harried Caps. <laughs> Truman, it's good... To see you, uh, Landon. Good to see you too. When you say "meh Harry," are you trying to imply that I'm going to to marry Harry from Harry and the Hendersons? Because um, Harry from Harry's Hardware. I oh okay. Well, you know what? I think that it would what? be a Tell challenge. Me. I think I could. I think I could fix him. Is what I'm saying. Like I, oh, I know okay. he's obviously one not a great husband to Dolores, <laughs> but I really think you know. I I think I have what it takes to open his uh, his cold heart. And you know what? He's Every- had a vasectomy, so we don't have to worry about kids. So many good relationships start out this way. Uh, yes, German. It's. Great to see you. Um, that's been established. It's always great to see me, but it's it, great to it see is. you too. Uh, I don't really have anything this week to talk about. Wait, then how are we Which, gonna how are we gonna blow up the the runtime of this episode? I don't, and, and, and I talk don't, all night if you don't have I, stuff to talk about. I don't know. Um, well, I guess let's we can just get into it. Um, I mean, let's get into it. We we okay. watched an episode of Home Improvement this week, didn't we? The same we did. One. Um, you know, before we get into that, though, I let's let's there play we go. Our, you found something. Oh, that yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, secret password to Pee Wee's Playhouse, uh, where I have chosen a secret word for this episode, and if Truman says it at any point, our patrons over at patreoncom gruntworkpod will get a free month of Patreon. So, uh, Truman, I'm going to mute myself so you can't hear me, and I'm going to tell our fine listeners just what the word is this week. Okay. Are you okay with oh, that? that, that, that that's fine. I was going. <laughs> I I was going to say yeah, but then I hesitated for a second and I thought he's already muted me at this point, so I'm just not going to say anything. Yes, Landon, I give you consent to mute me and have a private conversation with the listeners. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, talk to you in a second. Bye. Okay, listeners. Um, we might be flying a little too close to the sun on this one, but I thought it might make it exciting. The secret word this week is annulled annulled i think he can get this one so we'll see we'll see what happens okay ready hey german hey landon how's it going (laughs) it's going you know what landon it's good to see you (laughs) it's good to see you too you know i look i think that just these these repeated affirmations it's going to put us both in a better place and happy podcasters make better comedy uh is that true no, honestly, probably not. I think that uh, yeah, really the best comedy comes from a deep-seated inner sadness. So, um, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you, Landon. It's not good to see you. My God my day it. has been ruined. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I, I hope you guys had a good chat about The Secret Word. We did. We did. Uh, we had to have a few words about it, and mm. we had them, and we'll see what happens in this episode. Um, 
we watch episodes of Home Improvement on this podcast. If you are just tuning in for the first time, for if, some if you reason. just if you just downloaded a random podcast and queued it up and and purposefully made a point of not reading any of the descriptive text about it, you just think this is going to be a podcast about maybe grunting, I guess, because all you read was the title. <laughs> let let us let us explain to you what we actually do. We watch an episode of Home Improvement and then yes. we talk about it here and on the show. Uh, yes, Truman. Would you tell these fine folks what we watched this week on Home Improvement? I'd be happy to. So in this episode, Tim and Jill are overjoyed when Brad gets back into the dating game, but less overjoyed when they discover that his new girlfriend, Samantha, is a 20-year-old junior at Wayne State University. What? Whoa! Brad and Samantha spend every waking moment together over the course of a month, but Tim and Jill's concerns go into hyperdrive when the happy couple announces their plan to get married. Uh, I have two two points I want to bring up immediately. Make those points. First, how many times in this episode, if you had to make a prediction, do you think you're going to accidentally say Brad and Angela? Uh, look, in taking my notes, I already fucked it up a couple times. I, I the, <laughs> my only my only saving grace is that I'm so bad with names that I never 100% learned Angela's name. Okay, uh, okay. This is also, by the way, just a window into my personal life. This is the move that I take with my friends' girlfriends as well. I never learn their names and it's like not naming a child until it survived its first winter. You just you have you know, you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> waste the brain space. <laughs> right. Yes, uh, which is a practice I think we should all take. Yes. Um, uh, Second point. Here's the other. Th- here's the other thing I was going to say. I'm going to read you the IMDb synopsis. We do this not so often, but uh, only when it's interesting. Okay. I don't even remember the last time we did this, so we haven't had an interesting synopsis in a while. I guess not. Okay. Here's the synopsis. Brad announces his plans to wed. What? The- oh, okay. That what? <laughs> Okay, now, this, see, I feel laws. like that synopsis kind of puts you at a disadvantage if you haven't actually watched the episode. It gives you a different yes. impression of what's going on. I uh, think it gives you a different impression of what's going on in the show yes. at this point. Because Brad yeah. announces his plans to wed, I think, implies so, or you can infer so much from that of like, Oh, he's announcing his plans to wed to his long-term girlfriend who we've seen on the show leading up to this point. Like, it misses the main points of the episode, which is <laughs> announces his plans to wed the girl he's been dating for two weeks. You know, like a lot of news coverage on the internet, I think that it lacks nuance, and as a result, <laughs> it gives the reader a skewed perspective of what's actually going on. Uh, it, like, you really need to include the parenthetical. It needs to be, Brad announces his plans to wed, parenthetical, and it's bullshit, or something like that. <laughs> something to suggest that this is not n- normal plans to wed. This yeah, is, right. uh, it, it's a problem. Yeah. Um, so, well, but I, I do like though that you you just now are comparing my synopsis to the synopsis written on IMDb. Now it's it's become synopsis work. Well, I mean, we do that every week with guess that title. That's yeah, true. That's true. Wait, are you going to ask me the, to guess? That was also the intro to the game that we play. Oh shit! Where I guess that title? Okay. Yeah. Well, I have four. Turn to be efficient and and combining two things into one. Th- this is good. Th- this is this is uh, this is really great. This is the way to do it. Um. So, okay, I got four options. Like I just said, okay. probably didn't need to say it again. You're trying to be efficient. I'm trying to be less efficient. Uh, first option. Does one be get the other? Hmm. I, Chin mm, scratch. 
<laughs> it's a real yin and yang on this podcast. Um, Remember the days when you were the the straight one to my goofy noises and theme songs? Well, well you know, Landon, here's, here's the difference. Uh, I don't know what the temperature is in Wisconsin, but right now here in Los Angeles, it's 90 degrees on February 9th, and oh, okay. the temperature in my office has started to creep upwards. I can... That, so it's it's in maybe, February. Dear God, what are we gonna do come July? I I I don't know. I think I'm going to have to get a hotel room every time I record. I'm just saying, <laughs> however warm it is in my office right now, it is yeah. it is like the Arctic tundra compared to whatever the poor soul living in Landon's old apartment is going through. Oh they my are God. They've honestly probably been possessed by our sweated out spirits and are recording their own grunt work episode right now. Um. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so I've gone crazy because of heat. Sure, why not? My first option okay. for titles. For titles. Yes, what uh, Give it the old college girl try. <laughs> because, you know, that was last week's and now this week. Okay. I, I've put my f- palms into my eyeballs uh, not to massage my eyes from... Staring too brightly into the sun, but mostly out of shame, trying to block out anyone seeing us from shame. Yeah, shame, shame. Welcome to the shame of of knowing and regularly associating with me. It's something that many people have experienced these past 33 years. Um, Okay, and and get ready for that shame to intensify because the titles get worse from here. Uh, Next option. Uh, Keep your arms and legs at all times. Wayne's Whirlwind Romance. Now, if you're thinking, what the fuck? Let me make clear. Samantha goes to Wayne State University and 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 you know, at around eleven thirty today, I was I was trying to think, you know, like Wayne's World it like world Wayne's World, if I could use world but whirlwind, I don't know if that really makes sense, but also no. I'm not getting paid for this podcast, so I'm gonna just put it down. <laughs> wow. The, the patron okay. mainly covers our server fees, guys. I'm not turning a profit off this shit. If you're if if you're thinking of starting a podcast for yourself, uh, I think Truman just gave you the recipe for content. It's put whatever you whatever work you would do if you weren't getting paid to do it <laughs> down on paper, and you're good to go. I, th- that's what Joe Rogan does, and he does get paid, <laughs> so it's not that bad of an idea. All right, next option. Uh, <laughs> There's two more. There's two more. Yeah, your torture oh. will continue until uh, until okay. morale improves. <laughs> tool have and tool hold. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I may even have used that in Al's wedding episode. I wouldn't you... I wouldn't be shocked. My memory uh yes, as as I am getting much older as this podcast continues, uh my memory is dissolving. So that could have been like a season 2 or 3 title guess and I would Th- not have any idea at this point. Another joke I've probably made before is that this podcast is the beach that makes you old. Uh, finally, last option uh, for the title of this episode about uh, Randy dating a, a woman in her 20s. Uh, it's Brad. <sighs> My final option for this episode about Brad dating a woman in her 20s, Licorice Pete's Al. And landed because I edit the podcast, they will never know that I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> there 
my hissing laugh <laughs> is going to make it incongruous, though. I, I can do I can do things with uh, with editing with with sound quality. Also, okay, I don't right. I don't take a huge amount of pride in my work, so even if there is a blip, <laughs> it won't matter to me. <laughs> Grunt work is falling apart at the seams. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's as soon as it gets above ninety degrees in one of the hosts' apartments, it becomes a wacky episode. Guys, you <laughs> like us with heat stroke. That's when we're at our best. That's oh, why you listen. Man. Um. Okay. Wow. Licorice pizza. Al. That's my favorite. <sighs> by the way. I know it is because it combines Al and one of your favorite movies of the year. Yes, it, it absolutely does. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of a clue to give you for the actual title. Mm-hmm. It's it is w- exactly what it is, but it's not as egregious as something like Thanksgiving or Jill's birthday. So I I don't know what to give you beyond that. So mm. I mean the episode just what well I don't know what what does the episode revolve around. Brad's new girlfriend. Well, that would be kind of as egregious as Jill's birthday. Okay, bouncing back. But what? Rebound. What? What is she? What is she? Brad's bow. Brad's what? bay. Brad's boo. <laughs> uh, separate her and give her her own agency. <laughs> Brad and Samantha. <laughs> Little story about Brad and Samantha. The, the title of this episode. The title of this episode is An Older Woman. An Older Woman. Uh, alternate title for Licorice Pizza also. Uh, <laughs> you know. There you go. I mean, Licorice uh, Pizza is still the best one, but they, they also couldn't have known that that was no, the title they wanted to give it back then. Of course so not. No. I can't be too critical. This episode aired on January 20th, 1998. We got those big uh, 1998 milestones ahead of us here. Ooh, boy. Directed by... Peter Bonners and written by Charlie Hawk. Landon, what did you, you think feel about of this, this episode? <laughs> now, beat you to it. You have to tell me first. What'd you think of this I episode? Beat, I, I th- listeners, go back to the tape. I think I, I think I won no, on that one. That no, was a photo finish. I beat him there. <laughs> for the sake of argument, I'll go. Um, Huge I, pause. I, massive <laughs> pause. I probably edited it down a little bit because I tend to do that but Landon paused for such a long time that I was worried about him mostly I don't it's because I forgot to write personal reflections down (laughs) but dude (laughs) whose apartment is hot today not yours you have to be on top of shit uh I I, I'm also like I don't know how I feel about it it's it's Mm. I will say I like that it's breaking from the the kind of trend we've been seeing over the last couple episodes I didn't feel like this was just going through the motions you know, mm-hmm. really re- relying on that sitcom formula that they've established. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they are exploring a new side of a character, kind of. You know, like this is again about change, and you know, uh, as we've seen throughout the season, and Brad moving on from Angela, which I forgot that that was kind of like where we entered the season. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought that he'd moved on from Angela because he seems to have a crush on Willow next door. So <laughs> this was news to right, me when when the right. solution wound up being dating a different older woman. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of liked that. Uh, I, I'll also say this. I like that it was not a typical teenage problem. Like mm-hmm. this is they're really going to the well for some unique stories. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it wasn't just like bad grades. It wasn't just you crashed the car. Like th- you're not going to see this 
particular storyline on many sitcoms. You know, I'm not going to say it never happened, but um, so well, I kind of like the uniqueness of it. But it, I don't know. It, it, a, well, it, it also helps that they already did bad grades and he crashed the car before. Like, they, <laughs> well, right. I you can't run those pull those examples twice. for a reason. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, like, it wasn't a, it wasn't my favorite episode. I definitely don't think it was a bad episode, but um, I don't know. It's just it's kind of somewhere uh, slightly above middle. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Landon? Your reflections kind of reflect my reflections because I agree with you. You also a... forgot to write your reflections. <laughs> well, no, I know, Landon. I, I took my job seriously today, and I did write. By which I mean, I took time away from doing my actual job to write my reflections. But oh, well, don't let them I, know. I well, you know, I haven't told anyone at work that I have a podcast yet. But maybe if I tell people in the future, they'll come back and listen to this episode, and then I will be fired in the more distant future. Um. <laughs> I would agree with you that this is a solid, workable episode. Yeah. I still feel like it felt kind of forgettable, I have to admit. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that the the concept and the setup is indeed pretty unique of Brad starts dating this girl and they're going to get married right away. They're rushing into it. I just, for for what a kind of heightened sitcom-y premise this is, that, oh, the kids are going to get married, lickety-split, we got to do something about it. Yeah. The, the conclusion to it is sort of anticlimactic. It's basically just Tim and Jill have dinner with them and start talking about the responsibilities right. associated with marriage, and then Brad and Samantha decide not to, to rush into things. And it's like, well, I don't know. I kind of want to see Tim and Jill rushing to the courthouse to stop them <laughs> from getting Justice of the Peace married. Maybe that's not is... as realistic, but it's better primetime entertainment. It, it, I think that this is an example of where the show would benefit from being on uh, in the, you know, in the, in a different era, a newer era where we can mm-hmm. kind of expect, like, I think having a longer term subplot of Brad and Samantha. Uh, yeah. Leading to this episode where it's like you could still have it like ex- really explore the oh Brad is dating an older woman and that's weird and something that we have to live with like Mark's goth phase and mm-hmm. live with that for like half a season and lead to this epi- episode where they decide to get married um, where it still feels very soon and Brad is well okay listen I, I this is a note I had in the deep dive but I'm going to bring it up now. Is this even legal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's 17. They they go to extreme lengths to do the math and then not say his age. <laughs> yes. Yes. This fa- Okay, this factors into another one of my my reflections. So I mean, let's just let's just break this shit open. I already made licorice okay. pizza jokes. <laughs> yes. I, I, last last week I risked horny jail. Because I, uh-huh. I had the gall to question this show's understanding of women's wants and desires at various ages. And I'm going to do it again. Oh, no. Oh, no. Samantha is 20 years old. She is a college yeah. junior. She is on the cusp of adulthood. She's a, a, like a year away from being able to drink legally. She is quite attractive and seems very intelligent. I just find it hard to believe that a woman at that stage of her life is going to decide to look backwards and date a boy who still lives in his parents' house and is not out of high school yet. Like it just, it 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 kind of <laughs> yeah. defies comprehension. I'm not saying that all women behave in a predictable way. I'm just saying I don't know what it is about Brad 
that is so juicy that she's going to ignore <laughs> an entire college campus full of boys her own age or slightly older who actually share way more of her life experiences than Brad. Yeah, um, I also don't want to go to horny jail, but I'm wondering if that horny jail has a uh, a key to it that's, you know... A penis shape? 10, 10... <laughs> 11 12 inches long. Are you saying you're saying that you're saying that Brad is the Dirk Diggler of this show? Yes. I I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just posing the question like do, would that make sense? Is is he a big bright shining star? I mean, I I mean, I look this episode goes this episode also goes to great lengths to kind of obfuscate what they're spending a lot of their time doing. Like he incredulously tells his mom that she's that, that Samantha is not pregnant in such a way that kind of hints to us that no, they're, they're not having sex. And also when they are like (laughs) in the the car alone together, they kiss like two times and that's that. So I, I don't know. It just, I I just have a hard time. Like if, if a, if a college bring up a lot of good questions, if a college-aged woman is going to date any of the high school-aged boys on this show, it would obviously yeah. be Randy. Like, Randy has the <laughs> zazz to attract a woman of that age. Randy's only 15, though. Randy's my best friend, so you watch your mouth. He could get any girl he wants. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not casting any judgment or, or anything on his quality of character. I'm just saying the literal numbers of his age is 1-5. He's 15 years old. Uh, yeah, man. Well, okay. There's a movie called Licorice Pizza that I have a lot of good <laughs> feelings about and a lot of complicated feelings about my good feelings about it, and we went into that <laughs> some on our night's episode. Um, I don't know. It's, we- it's weird. It's just... Uh, th- yeah. The only other thing that I have to say is, did Wayne State University do some kind of sponsorship of, like, the past <laughs> two episodes? Did they do, like, I guess an, so, yeah. A- adopt a home improvement episode uh, maybe, program? If I was a better host, I would have looked up whether or not they gave Tim Allen, like, a honorary doctorate uh, during this season. Did they give him an honorary college girlfriend, too? I, I don't know. I mean, it... it <laughs> That's gross. That's a gross comment to make. Tr- Truman, consider editing leave. that out. Truman, you are. That gets you in horny jail. Normally, yeah. I'm in full support of horny jail as a, a place of free discussion for letting your freak flag fly. But that one, I don't know. If you, Landon, if you supported letting one's freak flag fly, you would be opposed to horny jail. You'd be a horny jail abolitionist. Uh, no, not necessarily, because you know some freaking things can happen in jail. Oh, okay. No, that is that is true. That is true. Freaky <laughs> things can happen in jail. That is the title of Tim Allen's other biography. Do you know? You don't even have to be in jail necessarily. You can role play in your mind. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can eat pancakes anywhere, in and out of, inside and outside of uh, correctional settings. See, now you're Let's... fetishizing the pancakes. I just mentioned it once. Cause you put this perversion in my brain, dude. That's why I'm you just trying like to get you to f- open your mind to to <laughs> inviting new materials in there. You, you know, uh, not well, specifically pancakes. Just when, as an example, pancakes. When when I was in high school, the government Creeps. believed that exposure to gay people would make you gay, and that obviously mm-hmm. was wrong. But mm-hmm. what I am learning is that exposure to people who have a thing about pancakes does make you a person who has a thing about pancakes. I don't know, uh-huh, man. Uh-huh. I I just like I I'm spending more time at IHOP than I want to now, and 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 people are starting to ask. Listen, questions. we know your feelings about the Waffle House, and you cannot tell us that they're completely chaste. 
I get I get smothered and covered there too. Landon, uh, let's talk about the episode because I cannot I cannot go back. I have three strikes. <laughs> All right, fine. Then let's uh, go to the jeweler and get our ring fingers fitted for our very quick decision to commit ourselves to the deep dive. Yes. So we start at home at the Taylor house where Mark <laughs> mm-hmm. and Randy are doing homework. But what they're really doing is betting on whether uh, Brad is going to go out tonight or stay in and be depressed because he's still not over Angela. Uh, I didn't even see the homework to be honest with you. I thought they were just straight up betting. <laughs> oh no, no, no. There were, there were some textbooks out there with, uh, with those okay. brown paper covers that you have to fold around. Oh them. yeah. <laughs> oh, I hated making those things. I did not oh, have the necessary it. motor skills. Oh, you loved and it, you, did you? Then you give it to you know your crush, and she draws a little thing on it. Then you try to keep it through the whole semester, and uh, inevitably it gets torn. I didn't have people who drew things on mine. They stayed. They stayed in immaculate. <laughs> Perfect brown the entire year because my crushes did not know they were crushes. So, um, Jill chastises uh, uh, Mark and Randy for betting uh, against their brother's social life. And then Tim comes in and starts betting that he won't go to the party either. Uh, But then Brad comes down and announces he's not going to go to the party. But then after some encouraging from Tim and Jill, he decides, no, you know what? I am going to go to my friend's party tonight. And Tim and Jill also insist that he stay out. Uh, until 12.30 instead of just 11, like he initially wanted to. A couple of things to break open for this scene. Crack it open, Landon. I'm cracking, baby. Um, Grunt Creep, I thought he was playing bookie to Mark and Randy initially, but uh, he he's sitting on the table while they're throwing money down, and it looks like he wants to get in on the action. He pulls his wallet out of his, uh, his you know, uh, the his PR interior. flap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, out of it, you know, he keeps his wallet in his body cavity, like everybody who doesn't want to get pickpocketed does. <laughs> uh, and out flies a moth with it, and he decides, "Oh shit, I got no money. Peace out, bros!" And jumps off the table. It's got to be one dumb moth to have flown into an open wallet in the first place. I mean, there's not even a light source in there. What are you looking for, moth? <laughs> uh, next, I, I got to talk about the betting. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so. Randy, Mark, throwing money down. Great. Tim comes in. He's throwing the money down. He's getting in on it. Jill's like, what the, what do you want? Why, you guys? What, what, what? Um, She convinces Brad, uh, after he says, I'm not going, they say, oh, great. You just made me a lot of money, dude. Thanks a lot. And uh, Randy walks off. Then Jill, after the fact, changes Brad's mind. Mm -hmm. Now, is she interfering with the bet? Does it, or does the payout go on the decision he says, even though his actions are different than what he said. I think I th- oh. think there is uh I I don't know. I, yeah, if I, I were Mark, I, I would be like, guys, I think I won that. Yeah, no, I you're, you're right. Like, because the bet really should just, it shouldn't be based on what he says he's going to do from one minute to the next. The bet needs to right. be based on whether he actually attends the party or not. So, yes. yeah, that, yeah, uh, J- yeah, Jill encouraging Brad to go to the party really kind of fucks up everybody else's finances for the night. <laughs> um, um, I have a, a moment of Jill's that I really like here where... Yeah. She's trying to convince Brad, like, oh, don't you think it's time to start getting moving past Angela? She was, you know, 
she starts to like badmouth her for a second, then she stops and like backtracks, and she's like, "Oh, but not to say that because I really liked Angela. In case you guys get back together at any point, <laughs> that yeah, that you know, you need to get back out there after being dumped by that dingbat motormouth Angela, who I always really liked. In case you get back together, which yeah, that was very <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, I thoroughly I, enjoyed that point. I, I I do like how much time Tim and Jill have spent recently trying to encourage single men they know to get back out there. It's yes. it seems to be a recurring well, theme at this point. Support and encouragement are one thing which I fully am here for. Uh, at least they're she's she's done with her matchmaking ways. True. Although that could also be a funny episode. Jill trying to set up Brad with another young person who she think like a more Ooh. suitable college student. Yeah, you're right. God. You just getting hearing that that sounds good. <laughs> I mean, watching it, maybe, uh, experiencing it, not at all. That's beyond heavy metal. That's death metal. Um, <laughs> real real deep cut previous title jokes. Um, Tim, in this scene, comes out of the bathroom and just makes reference after placing his bet to having pulled his back in the bathroom. Yeah. And somebody asks him, how did you pull your back? And he says, don't ask. And... You know, big laugh from the crowd, and I think, ah, <laughs> okay. Well, there is there is our plot or our subplot for the episode is Tim has injured his back, taken a poo. That never comes back around. Nope. So the show just really thought it was important to let us know that Tim still takes huge dumps, huge <laughs> hazardous to his health shits are going one on. One off joke. <laughs> yep, it doesn't even come. It's not even part of a running gag. It's just it, it's just letting letting you know that uh, Tim is still regular. <laughs> uh and that's the show letting us know that the show is still regular at mm -hmm. making poo jokes it's a veritable regular show <laughs> wouldn't you say oh i love regular show I, I i know i know you did i i guess that doesn't really set us up for i was good trying comedy, to think but... of a i know I, I my mind blanked trying to think of a catchphrase from that show that isn't just yelling and mm. I didn't want to yell into the microphone. <laughs> okay, well, as as editor, I thank you for that. Uh, does that show have opening credits, like the opening credits for Home Improvement? Uh, it does not. Oh. One last thing to mention. Yeah. Uh, and I I'm I want to mention this. I I don't I don't know. We don't talk about the fashion much, and for good reason, right? Yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's it's no matter how much we talk about it, it won't stop being the '90s. <laughs> exactly, and it feels a little easy to mention it, but. Randy's shirt. Oh, it's kind of a loud shirt. It's kind of a bowling shirt. It's kind of it's kind of a swingers a, directed by John Favreau shirt. That's closer to it. I definitely wouldn't call it a bowling shirt. It's it's a very this shirt existed from like January 1998 to maybe August 1998. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. <laughs> short window for this fashion which is like a slight throwback to 70s like you know we just came out of like the hippie resurgence with bell bottoms and tie-dye shirts mm. and kind of took that disco look and repurposed it with like the tight-fitting silk shirts of the 90s mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's every everybody everybody's trying to be toe for grace on that 70s show for a few yes. months yes with a really, really loud print on it. It's brown with like a gold. I don't, it was just, it was the loudest thing in the scene. And I think we just had to call it out because um, that's our job. Between between this and the puke green sweater in last week's episode, Randy <laughs> has been making some choices. His his fits, his Luke's, uh, they haven't been drips. That's just, that's just 
leave it there. Uh, well, I guess if if we're being even handed, maybe it's worth mentioning Brad's shirt here too, which is you know looks like a normal button uh, collared polo, but it's made of that like crushed velour. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't even notice his fashion that close. So, I didn't even notice what Brad was doing. Very nineties. Anyway, we get a, uh, a disco ball dropping and uh, party goers wiping the frame to the theme song. Do you, do you like to think about the two uh, post production department PAs who they hired, aka <laughs> press gang, into, yeah. into bumping butts <laughs> and being the the facing away from the camera figures? You know, who, yes, who are do. they? What are they doing now? Are they alive? Are they happy? Um, I don't know. These are the behind-the-scenes features we're looking for on the <laughs> limited edition home improvement box set. I have been that PA before. I have been that last-minute stand-in <laughs> in a thing that I never wound up watching, and I want to I salute everyone else who's ever done that. Uh, I hear you. Somewhere out there, <laughs> there is – I couldn't tell you where it is or even what it's called, but there's a short film – Starring Paul Tom or uh, 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 PT. Oh my God, come on, brain. Paul F. Tompkins. There it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Who who's a collaborator? Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. That's true. And um, oh, I'm forgetting the other guy's name. But basically, I was a stand-in for both of them for the same thing. So there's a a short film out there where you know when you watch it, it looks like Paul F. Tompkins is talking to this other actor. Uh, other comedian, but if you look at it in kind of inverse negative world mode, it's really my shoulder looking at my shoulder <laughs> because the shot reverse shot are both me. <laughs> so there's there's video out there of you basically having a conversation with yourself. Yes, uh, no, not not having a conversation with myself. I'm I'm listening to both sides of a conversation. <laughs> Oh, well, that's really good. That's like that's like just being at a party with a lot of other talkative people. You're just listening <laughs> to what everyone's saying. You're just a passive <laughs> participant. Yep. Uh, so, opening credits? <laughs> yeah, nothing for the theme song this week. No, uh, I no, mean, nothing. I certainly have things, but uh, for the sake of time, let's just keep it moving along. Um, we come back a little bit later. I, mm. and we're going to bring up later in this episode uh, how much time actually passes. Yeah, it, it <laughs> moves. Episode. Oh, my God. It's the beach that makes you old. Yeah, go on. Uh, but we start at home, and uh, it is the day after the party. Brad's coming down a little bit later than usual, and Tim Ooh. and Jill are in the the kitchen, and they call him out, and they're like, oh, hey, uh, you seem to be uh, coming in a little bit late last night. You were after curfew. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I was. I, uh, I, I met someone at the party last night, and uh, they, Tim and Jill, both excited because he's like, they're seeing him move past Angela, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, I'm excited to introduce you because she will be here right about now. Knock, knock, Ding knock. dong. Samantha opens the door. Uh, she is arriving to take Brad to the Red Wing game, and um, uh, Brad's you know, telling them how much they're going to like her because she drives a Camaro. She goes to Wayne State. She wants to be a sportscaster. They're both juniors. Uh mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, there there are more details, but I we can bring that out in conversation. I Tim and Jill are remarkably chill about a the fact that Brad was out super late. No questions about were you drinking? How did you get yeah. home? Did you drive? Who well, drove you home? I uh, think I think that goes to a the fact that they've already passed those Rubicons and he's proven himself a responsible boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so I, I kind of like the trust that they have in him for that. Oh, okay. But that's also, true. that's a good point. We forgot the, uh, or didn't mention one of the funnier moments in the previous scene, which is um, when they're talking about curfew. He's like, okay, I'll be back by 1030. And Tim's like, you will not be back before midnight or else you're not walking in this house again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that, that was pretty good the way they, for, they, they really take that active role in forcing him to have a good time. Um, okay. Well, okay. That's fair. But then also that. I guess he comes down and he's acting this way and he's he's saying he met a girl and everything and they're asking yep. him they're going to get to meet her. I was all ready for him to say like, uh, well, actually, and then a girl with messed up hair to come walking out of the oh, same doorway that he walked out of. I was really ready for this to be the episode where Brad fucks and I... <laughs> Uh, would or, you have okay. guessed that as a title for the episode? I would have totally, uh, yeah. Uh, the the only other option I would have gone with for that episode was Karn Al Knowledge, and Karn is spelled with a K. Um, oh wow! But uh, so I was I was kind of hoping that that was going to be the level of meaty uh, uh, yeah. plot that we got to. Uh, nope, nope, nope. We didn't. She's just coming to pick him up the next day. But I also love yeah. that he's like, I I met a girl at the party and we're hanging out today. It kind of I mean, it does sort of just basically imply to your parents, like, yeah, I made out a bunch with this girl at this party. Like, how else do you, like, what what else are they going to think happened? Like, it, you know, like, the day after, yeah, yeah we're, we're an item. Like, well, yeah, some shit evidently went down to that party, Brad. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, um, is that something to be concerned about? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have that particular relationship with my parents, but that's not to say others don't. I, in fact, I'm kind of envious that Brad has no shame or no embarrassment to talk about meeting girls and, and not necessarily inviting Tim and Jill into his love life, but also sure. not shielding them from, hey, this is going on with me right now, and that they're I, open and receptive point. to that. I mean, that, that's I, a good that's point. Kind of a, a cool thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. That is a beautiful relationship to have with your parents. And Tim and Jill have proven to be relatively cool and understanding parents thus far. So, yeah, yeah that's fair. Well, what do you, what do you got though? I, I've been I've been talking a lot about more somewhat horny adjacent subjects. <laughs> well, you're leaving it to me. We're just gonna get horner, horner baby. I I I don't I do not want to get horner baby uh, unless you're talking about the the uh, name of Burt Reynolds' character in Boogie Nights. Go on, please. Um, the. This is also the scene where they find out, uh, and it's like one of these moments, he gives the information seconds before she walks in the door that she's older, that mm -hmm. this is an older uh, girl that he's dating. Well-timed. Um, and when she's there, they also kind of pull out some more details, like they're both juniors, she's a junior in college, he's a junior in high school, uh, that where I also thought this episode might have been going is Brad pretending to be older. But mm. in that this been conversation, funny. <laughs> uh, in this conversation, like him really trying to rely on Tim and Jill to, you know, cover for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. That would be but, that would be a Frasier bit. That's young Frasier right there. You know, there Niles, you I met a yeah. girl at this party, but she when I said I was a junior, she assumed I was a college junior. <laughs> is that what the new season of Frasier is going to be? Is uh, him in college take a, a pen 15 route where he's. Kelsey Grammer at seventy is playing him in college years. Yeah, no, no. I think it it would be it would really come across well. It would be an aged Kelsey Grammer portraying a seventeen year old going after very very young women. I think it would it would be a hilarious comedy uh, comedy matchup on screen. Oh, and, see, and John Mulaney plays his dad. Uh, go on. <laughs> I took a bullet in the I knee. Mean, 
I'm not opposed to the idea, provided it's got a lot of oversight. Um, there, there's not enough oversight in the world, Landon. There are not enough eyeballs. <laughs> you you make a fair point. Um, but so in the conversation where I, I thought he was going to pretend to be older by saying mm-hmm. we're both juniors, uh, she just kind of acknowledges right away. Oh, yeah, it's it's really nice to meet someone uh, who isn't, you know, so immature or who is mature for his age, not like the college guys I you know, uh, usually see around campus wanting to drink and party all the time. Um, mm. And, you know, <laughs> what's your in about? I, have you, have we met Brad, though? Like, Brad who, <laughs> like, like, like the, 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 ver- the mere fact that Heidi and Lisa are on the same episode of Tool Time together sends him into a state of ecstatic glee and uh, well, bliss. Okay, well, like, I mean, I'm just saying... Like, I gotta, just, I want you to sit down, because I'm about to hold up a mirror to you. Okay, okay. <laughs> Wait, a mirror to me? Yes. Uh, would you consider yourself a, a uh, raucous party boy? I mean, not anymore. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Do you not, at times, get a little uh, steamy under the collar about Heidi? <sighs> Okay, Landon. Now, now listen. I am a man, a heterosexual cisgendered one. Just you know, and I, I apologize endlessly for that. However, <laughs> I'm not. I don't get as hot under the collar as Brad does. I could ke- if if Debbie Dunning walked in here right now, I'd be able to keep my shit together. Unlike Brad, I have some sense of chill. <laughs> But I'm just I'm saying, g- I think there's a, a difference between Brad getting, uh, you know, getting a little sweaty palms in the privacy of his own home uh, at the no. thought of Lisa and Heidi on the same episode than what is maybe implied here by thinking he's a, um, you know, uh, rock and roll all night, party every day sort of dude. I, I just I just cannot really picture Brad having this uh, you know, attractive college girl walk up to him and start talking to him at a party, and Brad have any response of, uh, aside from then, <laughs> like, look how weird he is around Willow. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I find it hard to believe that Brad has this level of game, but evidently he does. Uh, the show is telling me he does. Well, you know what? We've never actually seen. I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm taking a hardline stance against you here. Uh, wow. I think, I think Brad's got game. We've seen it since. The Jenny days, True. when they had their first kiss on the 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 porch outside mm-hmm. in the back, yeah. Uh, I I think he's got he's kind of a ladies man. I don't. Okay. Uh, the thing is, we've never seen him. We, we've seen Randy at parties doing the doing awkward the weird shuffle dance. across across the dance floor. Um, we we've never really seen Brad in action, so we don't know his moves. Okay, that's true. That's true. Maybe he is the the James Bond of Royal Oak. It's really, I guess, it's really hard to say. <laughs> I don't know, but what, what else you got? I've, I've derailed us again. All right, okay. Uh, let, last thing for this scene, which I think is pretty important. We're going to go into a character actor corner. Oh, you bet we are. Uh, we got Samantha. She is played by Maggie Lawson. Uh, mm. If you thought for half a second this was Alicia Silverstone, you're wrong. It's Maggie Lawson. If you thought it was Alicia Silverstone, you'd be clueless. <laughs> Good one. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, Maggie Lawson. Tell me more about her. Maggie Lawson has 59 credits. Um, I could go through a number of them. Like, she has a pretty memorable role, even though the credit isn't very memorable, as female news host number one in 
<laughs> the Gerard Butler movie Gamer. Okay. Um, <laughs> she was in Pleasantville as one of the the uh, girls in the town. Uh, same mm. year as this, actually. Um, oh. Uh, playing Lisa, Lisa Ann. But her, her biggest role, clearly, is uh, on 119 episodes, plus all of the movies for Psych. What? Wait. She, uh, yeah, she plays Juliet O'Hara. Oh, my God. Mind blown by that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? But it's starting to click. It's starting to make sense now. I'm, 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 you know, Benedict Cumberbatch and Sherlocking this thing together and like flashing images of her as a child and her as an adult together and, <laughs> and piecing them together. You know, <laughs> a, another, another detective show less funny than Psych. Um, <laughs> that's, she had a okay, seven episode exciting. stint on Party of Five uh, okay. around the same time as well. Uh, okay, actually the next year. So I would have known her from that. Um, me personally, because I watched Party of Five. She did a lot of TV. Looks like um, yeah. Uh, Rules of Engagement and Felicity. Uh, Two and a Half Men. She had ten episodes on. So uh, TV actress mostly. The question, oh, she looks like she has nine episodes on the new Lethal Weapon series. Mm, all over Was she time. On ER. I'm going to say yes. It seems like a safe bet. Mm-hmm. 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 Do you want to guess mm-hmm. what year? Well, well, that's not part of the game, Landon, but I'm going to say... <laughs> Like, like, do you want to make the game harder? Hey, do you want to add extra challenge to the thing that you already aren't really uh, great at? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. She was on it in in March of the year 2000. Oh, you're close, but wrong. Oh. Um, she was on an episode of ER. Congratulations. You win. Woo. Uh, but what, what, in what, year, what year and month? 1999. Okay. Uh, December 31st. Responsible parties, uh, May thirteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, well, so I was within a year, and that show was within on a year. for a hot minute. So I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Um, well, she, you know, she's great. I don't think that she gets a whole lot of opportunities to spread her wings in this episode necessarily. But I hope we see more of her. I, I mean, she's great on Psych. Yeah, no, I think uh, she. This sounds like a backhanded compliment. I don't mean it as one. Uh, she's very serviceable in this role. I think mm. she brings something to it. Uh, I definitely believe her as an older, um, you know, uh, character to Brad, even though they are, I think, the same age. Oh, really? Uh, uh, well, within a year. She is uh, slightly older, but within a year. So, okay. Um, I don't know, but she, she has that kind of dignified college. She She plays the part well. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just the part itself is kind of underwritten. Yeah, yeah, which is, I guess, not a shock. Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, last thing I think may be worth mentioning because it's the through line. Uh, to, mm-hmm. to We don't have, you know, I noticed in our, our synopsis we don't have any meanwhiles anymore. Mm. Yeah, I know, because we're now we're just recapping things so quickly we don't have to, like, go into go into the... We don't have to really. We don't feel an obligation to transition between scenes by saying. Meanwhile, this is happening. What well, I mean, there's no. Up until maybe season six, there'd always been a subplot to these episodes. And now it's just nothing but plot. So there is no like. Meanwhile, Randy is wooing. You know, uh, 
God, I forgot so, her name Some now. other lady. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. There's there's so many women come in and out of these boys' lives. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. The, the show has started doing something I think that we yeah. recommended uh, many years ago, which is that they just start uh, focusing in on, on the story that, that has the most yeah. juice. And it's been to their benefit, so I think we can take credit for that. I think so, too. Um, the closest we get to a meanwhile in this episode is that uh, all of the boys have a tendency to melt Tupperware in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty and not just not just the children tim does it as well because apparently mm-hmm. in the 90s you couldn't put tupperware in the dishwasher i was including tim in the boys okay the, okay i just wanted to make sure that the audience yeah. knew that tim is included okay, as a boy it. uh yeah but no jill says something about it's like uh yeah it, it's like the from the salvador D- dali collection because they're all <laughs> warped and 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 burst up in weird ways uh, last note I have for this scene is a line I really liked from Land- uh, Randy, where uh, 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 you're you're Mary no. suing yourself, Landy. No, you, <laughs> Landy you, Taylor. Uh, you edited that out, so it didn't uh, sound like I did that. Oh um, yes, yes, because I, I can't I can't edit about. myself to sound smart, but I do it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Randy comes in when uh Tim and. Because uh, at one point, Brad and uh, Samantha leave to go to the Red Wing game, leaving Jill and Tim kind of like, what? <laughs> and uh, the fact that you know he's dating an older woman and Randy comes in as they're discussing this. And uh, Jill says, what would, what would an older woman want with Brad? And <laughs> Randy, and I think it's the fact that he's sipping on a juice box when he says this. <laughs> Uh, she goes what would a 20 year old woman want with Brad and Randy just goes maybe where she's from she's not allowed to have a dog (laughs) it's good and then but then a second later Jill is saying she doesn't know how she feels about uh, about about Brad dating an older woman and Randy goes well younger girls date older guys all the time and you never worry about it then that's a double standard mom and Tim just comes in and says, yeah, honey, I love you, but sometimes you can be a bit sexist, which is, which I think is very funny because it specifically calls out an explicit uh, uh, criticism of Tim that people like yes. us have leveled throughout the series. Yeah, a certain uh, bringing back that self-awareness that we're recognizing so much uh, these days. Um, still, though, in that moment, I'm like, but it's, man, regardless of gender, it's still, I think, just illegal. <laughs> It's it's like it's not great. Like I think the age of consent, like it might be. There's a lot of states where the age of consent is 16, so you can get away with it. I would look into that. Uh, I Landon. was, I was from Michigan. I know it was 18. Oh, I see. This was an issue in in, in your life. Um. Well, then I mean, I don't know. No. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh. <laughs> okay. You know, look. No one should go to any kind of jail over this episode. <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm just saying, I I, date, I started dating someone in high school, and then I, I graduated to college, and she still had a year of high school. I mean, is that weird? I don't know. I Look, I in high school, I briefly dated someone who, uh, when I was a junior in high school, I briefly dated someone who then went back and started her freshman year or sophomore year at college, and, uh, uh, you know, was that weird? Yes. Did it go well? No, it didn't. <laughs> Turns out at college, <laughs> women are surrounded by college boys who have more in there common with them, which is, again, why I don't believe that a situation like this one could work. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Let's get the let's get out of here. Um, <laughs> yes. Get some branches transitioning us to the next scene uh, where we are in the car. It's a short scene with Brad and Samantha giving it a good old talk. What, what mm-hmm. are they talking about? 
Uh, they're talking about going to Hong Fat's Chinese to celebrate their two-week anniversary. And, two uh, weeks. They talk about how they've known each other for, they've been, I don't know, they've hung out so much it feels like they've known each other their whole lives. And then, gets pretty steamy, they kiss one time. Uh, And that's the end of the scene. It's just basically to establish it's been two weeks. Yeah. It's been two weeks since I started dating. And they're they're Uh, going to go have Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. So I I don't know. Uh, that I have too much to say about this at this point. I mean, do we want to talk about their relationship? Two weeks seems, I mean, do you think that's fast? What is fast? Two weeks is fast in terms of what? Like, um, where they are before, like, do you think they're moving fast? We're, let's go by what's happening in the episode because they haven't announced their engagement yet. Do you think they're moving faster? I mean, this scene is them sitting in a car... Talking about getting dinner and kissing one, maybe two times. I don't think they're moving fast for two weeks in as horny young people. (laughs) I mean, I I have to go through at least six dates before uh, before I kiss in a car before getting Chinese food. Well, yeah, yeah, because of COVID, obviously, this was a simpler time. Yes, that's yes, that's why it happens. Oh, I Um, see. Okay, I don't I don't think they're moving too fast. I am on this. To me, honestly, seems like moving slow. Uh, What is what is your take on it? Uh, I, I realized in talking about it that I don't have a take, um, but I did admire that the Nomad um, is back to being dressed up for looking like it drove through the winter snow, uh, the Michigan winter, and yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah, well, y- you know, uh, Brad and Samantha are getting dirty, so so is the car. <laughs> we get a window steaming up transition to the Ew. living room. Yep. Tim is on the phone making a reservation. I was kind of confused at well, what he he's, was doing. He's, but... he's taking a message, I think. Samantha has called to make plans with Brad, and uh, Tim is okay. taking down the message. And I see. It's weird that Tim is not being resentful of taking messages for somebody. Tim, Tim seems the kind of person who'd be like, I'm not your secretary, Brad. <laughs> You're right. Um, Thank but you, that am. would slow down the episode. Uh, um, and we would know about slowing down episodes. Uh, yep. Um, I'll take the rest of it. Jill is reading a magazine when Tim comes into the living room. She's overheard this, and she's put off by this whole thing. She's smelling something fishy. She's suspicious. What's going on here? I don't like it one bit, <laughs> is what she's thinking. I, and you're, you're getting a little elaborate in this recap. I don't know that she went that far. <laughs> I'm just I'm reading her inner monologue. you got to read what's on her face, brother. She said um, it with her eyes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Tim's like, well, his grades aren't suffering. His job's okay. He's, you know, he seems to be doing okay. Uh, cut to Brad walking in. He's wearing a blazer now and says that he and Samantha are going to go to tool time tomorrow since she wants to be a sportscaster. She wants to see how uh, TV works. So yep. Tim's kind of uh, enthusiastic about this. And Jill just asks him, well, do you think this is going too fast, Brad? Because wasn't it this scene as well where she's like, it's been a month. Yeah, yeah, they mentioned that it's been a month, so the, the scene is two weeks after the previous scene. Um, she, well, yeah, she, it, yeah, it's been a month now, and Jill says, aren't you worried that you're moving too fast? And Brad goes, well, we're moving fast because we really like each other. So hmm. Brad is showing this resistance. Um, the, the scene ends on, I think, the funniest line in the episode, where Tim goes, she's three years older than you, and we're just worried that you're getting in too deep. And Brad goes, you're three years older than mom. And Tim goes... Look how deep I'm in. <laughs> it is such a good line. It is so perfectly delivered by Tim Allen. I agree. Yeah, I wrote that line down too. Uh, it's it's one of those that like 
he's you could I don't know. I don't want to crack open the old season three chestnuts, but like it's just so much more palatable when you know he doesn't mean what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it's because it's 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 based in Tim. Like the first line about not wanting to get in too deep. It's like wow, Tim is just like genuinely concerned, giving his son good advice, and then he turns it into a funny joke. It's it's really yeah. good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think they're taking it too fast, though. I, I really don't. The fact that that your your son, who's seventeen or so, is dating a woman and like is spending a lot of time with her well yeah that's how teenagers dating indeed adults dating <laughs> works like i i don't know what right. like it, the 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 main concern i would have if i were a parent in this situation is are we sure that that no one's going to get pregnant that would be my bigger issue then yes. are they Which spending too much time together definitely gets raised and i'm glad that it does because mm. it was <laughs> definitely on the forefront of my mind yeah. most of this time yeah um the only other line I, I wanted to draw attention to, because I kind of got a chuckle out of it, was, uh, and, and I think this kind of foreshadows Brad not quite knowing what he's getting into mm-hmm. uh, in, in a very sly way, because um, he's wearing this blazer and, and says that, Samantha says you should dress for who you want to be, and Jill says, well, who do you want to be, Brad? <laughs> he goes... I don't know. I thought I'd just put the clothes on and see who I become. Yeah, I, I, I do that, and I always become a lazy douchebag, but that's because most of my clothes <laughs> are T-shirts I bought at Target and gym shorts. <laughs> well, I don't know what else you could do at 90-degree weather in your apartment. So. I, d- yeah. Well, even when it's cold, I just wear this and then a hoodie. Um, <laughs> I, w- I think my only other note from this scene is that uh, if Samantha wants to learn how to be a successful broadcaster, I don't think watching a tool time taping is going to give you the information you need for that. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, if it's just an excuse to spend time with Brad, fine, but, but don't, yeah. don't call it something. It's not. Well, I don't know. Learning by the, you know, what not to do, I guess could be kind of, uh, <laughs> educational. Uh, true. Bad examples are in some cases more valuable than good examples. So yeah. I, I, I guess fair, fair. <laughs> Uh, we get a transition that I didn't understand. I'm wondering if it was off of a line that um, I just missed. But basically, the couch opens up and sucks Tim in and then sucks the rest of the scene into the void. I, I mean, I think it's just the concept of being in too deep. Like, you get sucked into something. Okay. Yeah, it's being overcome best, by but... something. Yeah, you know what? Not all of the transitions are going to be completely germane to what preceded them. Look at me all defending right. transitions after all these years. <laughs> what are we becoming? Um, we transition to tool time, where it is men's grooming week. And Truman, what happens here? Well, uh, they're cutting in a clipping, moosing, and a foaming, which sounds like a B-52s reference, and I love it. Uh, They're talking about razors and uh, the different ways that you can shave, and Tim starts uh, shaving a balloon with a straight razor to showcase how to do a straight razor shave. As he's doing this, uh, they start taking uh, questions from the audience, Arsenio style. Is that an Arsenio thing or a Montel thing? Um, it's more daytime TV than it is. Uh, it's it's kind of Donahue. It's kind of Geraldo. It's kind of Maury Povich, Jimmy yeah, so, Jones. So so Heidi is being the the Maury uh, in the in the audience uh, with yeah. you know taking the microphone around to people, and uh, she goes over and talks to Brad, who asks a shaving question and then introduces his girlfriend. Uh, well, 
uh, Heidi asks Brad, uh, "Oh, who's this lovely lady in with you? Is she your setup. girlfriend?" Yeah, in a huge set. Like, did did Brad give her money ahead of time to to do this? <laughs> Um, or, or is Heidi seeing Brad with another girl and realizing that now she's missed her chance to be with this guy who's always worshipped her and it's like every, every <laughs> right. boy's fantasy, you know, oh, you start dating someone else and then she realizes what she's missing. So, in really, in reality, it's the, the tone Heidi has is a little bit off. She's like, who's this Brad, your girlfriend? What? Is this, is this your, your, your girlfriend or something? <laughs> um, but uh, Brad corrects her and says, no, actually, as of today, this is my fiance. And Tim is so shocked by this that he pops the balloon he's shaving and shaving cream splatters all over Al's face. It is hysterical. A perfect scene out. Um, <laughs> I, I, Your tone tells me I don't know what you mean by it, actually. No, no, I no, I ge- I genuinely think that's hilarious. Like they've set up for half the scene, there has been a huge amount of shaving cream sprayed onto yeah. this onto this balloon, and then to see it all land on Al is really funny. To see Tim get none of it, even though he's standing directly over the balloon, ah, chef's kiss. It was good. Um, I also want to call out Heidi. I, I I wish we had more stories about Heidi, but I do like that whenever she's on screen, they do allow her personality. And they give her, they always give her a moment. Yes. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy that. Again, I wish I'd, we could see more. But she first in, uh, uh, asks a question of another um, audience member who asks about, how do I stop from uh, cutting myself when I shave? And Al gives him some, some pointers. And uh, when, <laughs> what I like about Heidi here is when she, you know, he asks the question, what do I do to stop from cutting myself while shaving? She, before Al can answer, she just goes, grow a beard, <laughs> and, like, elbows him in the ribs. <laughs> yeah, I love that she, like, it, it's clear that she and Al are friends because they both have the same reaction to their own <laughs> jokes. And the same preference for beards, apparently. Yeah. Uh, do we want to do a character actor corner for, for Haynes Brook, who plays this audience member? I mean, um, Landon, you know, maybe maybe a character actor corner commensurate with the amount of screen time he has. Okay, yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, 34 credits. His first credit is a very important movie called Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage oh. Wasteland. <laughs> oh, written by Roger Daltrey. <laughs> uh, he is in Fried Green Tomatoes. He's in uh, Home Improvements. Oh, it looks like... Oh, this is... Okay, okay, I'm glad we brought him open. We we brought him yeah. open is we not brought him how open. I what, to what, that. What horror movie is that concept from? That's Sleepaway <laughs> Camp not, Four. The opening. Not, nope, it's from Horny Jail. Um, the this is okay. So last season we had a, a weird controversy in the episode where um, totally tool time about mm-hmm. selling it to the Swedish buyers. Right? Yes. We had yes. a uh, accredited actor who didn't show up in the episode and then right, right. we believe he showed up later eric say it as the concierge at the hotel uh when they were at the convention the cajun hot the fries, cajun yes. hot fries yes yes okay so that happened last season we had it again this season in um the episode quest for fire the uh the i think it was was that the um is that the pilot of this? Or the pilot? Oh, wait, wait. The, the, the season the, premiere? The season premiere? What, where they're up at the up yeah. the lake and he wants to... Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, he's yep. lost his... F- yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, with the barbecue flying around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was credited as Ben in Quest for Fire, but did not show up in the episode. Now he's credited as Ben again, getting his a question in. Wow, this Ben character is so strong, he cannot be kept <laughs> off the air. Is there is there a whole subplot about Ben that's been cut out and this is all that remains? Maybe, maybe. Uh, he does not show up again after this, but uh, Haynes Brook playing Ben. Wow. In this episode. Um, but there you go. Uh, we, we just tied off a loose end from season premiere. Question was, is he good. on ER? I'm going to say no. You are correct. Yeah, it's you know I sometimes I get it. Sometimes the stars align. Two for two. I like it. Uh, uh, he was on Nip Tuck though. Oh well, that means nothing to me. I haven't seen that show. <laughs> Ryan Murphy is good at making TV though, so probably was a juicy episode with some unsettling stuff in it. Landon, did you have any thoughts yeah. about this scene? About the scene. Um... Been, oh yes, I did. I have I uh, one of the props on the table because they're going over shaving week Prop and thoughts. Al's uh, <laughs> showing like you have your variety of straight razors, uh, you have your variety of electric razors, and then Tim pulls out the straight razor, um, uh, you know the old old fashioned style, you know mm-hmm. razor. Yeah. And on the the smattering of electric razors, there was a Binford electric razor there that was huge yeah <laughs> this thing yes was like do you remember what what it reminded me of was the talk boys from home alone 2 nah <laughs> yeah yeah it, it reminded me of like a big chromed out universal remote like those ones that kind of flare <laughs> outwards at the top that you used but to be from, able to buy but one of the very first iterations of that thing because i mean it was gigantic i i I'm kind it's of the regret- remote control from, from Stay Tuned starring John Ritter <laughs> or the remote control from Click starring some other actor <laughs> whose name I don't want to mention to you. Uh, I, I think that the bit that they wound up doing with the straight razor shave was probably funnier, but I nonetheless would like to see what horrible things a Binford electric razor would do. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had to cut that out of the Tool Time episode because they didn't want to make the company look bad. Because they, um, they, they had to cut it out because someone got their face cut out by the Binford electric ooh. razor. How about that? Uh, we get a shaving cream transition to the commercial, and we come back uh, a little bit later, uh, till yep. time after dark. Tim is talking to Brad and Samantha, uh, who are still sitting in the rafter. Just like, why would you make a joke like that when I'm trying to do a serious episode? <laughs> uh, and they're like, it wasn't a joke, Dad. We're actually getting married. And Tim's like, dude, this is way too fast. You don't know what you're doing. Brad gets immediately defensive uh and he's like it doesn't matter what you say uh come on samantha and like drags her away and tim's like you can't you can't go get married you have homework to do another one of my problems with just the logistics of this episode is how many of these scenes end with brad getting up and going i'm leaving come on samantha and samantha just following him it's like samantha you're 20 years old like like obviously a woman should you know should have her own agency and do her own thing at any age but like really like you have been 17 before you've had these arguments with your parents doesn't (laughs) it seem reductive watching it happen again and being just like a stage prop in it i mean it did from an audience perspective (laughs) I you know it's it's just weird that it did no like I I don't know I want an episode about whatever Samantha's going through like who is Samantha's ex boyfriend who she broke up with 
I don't know, a month before this <laughs> episode started. Yeah, like what? Because like I would buy all of this if there's something that like if she if she is rebounding really hard and yeah. this is the thing that she's decided she wants to do. You know, she's having what a hard if? time at college. She wants to pretend that she's back in high school. Yes, what What if what? Marvel's what ifs. <laughs> what if her previous boyfriend was Senator Jason? Boom. Perfect. That's great. I want that episode because this is totally how a woman who had been given the runaround by Senator Jason would act. Like, oh, Brad, a, a decent man who is uh, forthright and honest. Oh, yes, of course I want to marry you. Right, we get a school bus transition, uh, picking up the scene and taking us to the next one. Uh, just one of these little transitions, the attention to detail from the transition department that I like, yeah. where it picks up the scene and it's in like the windows of the school bus. But in the very last window of the school bus, it's a bride and groom making out what? kind of uh, the graduate uh, Graduate, yeah. <laughs> Although they don't make out in that scene. Yeah, but. It's, a, it's a bride and groom sitting there just sort of looking gradually more and more uncertain <laughs> as they process what they've just done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Maybe. Well. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's foreshadowing what's to come in this episode. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um. Huh. What do you think eh, about that? Yeah. yeah spoilers. Uh. So <laughs> they dri- they drive the yes this transition bus drives away back home. Jill has discovered that Mark has put the salad spinner in the dishwasher and laments <laughs> that this must be a genetic conditions. Uh. But. Then Tim gets I want, home. I want one of our listeners to put together how much money you owe by the end of this podcast. It's a dollar for every time you get the boys' names wrong, and five dollars for every time you use the word lament. Why are you coming out so hard against the word lament? Like it would make more sense for me to be charged five bucks for fucking up the boys' names because that suggests I'm not paying attention to the show. I can use whatever language I want to describe the goings on in the show. Well, it's less the word than it is the repetition. This show is rich with lamentation. People are lamenting things constantly. I'm not saying it's a sad I, I show. I guess that is kind of part and parcel with the sitcom. You, yes. you can't have comedy without lamentation. Exactly. That's I've always said that. George Carlin said that. It is one of the oldest <laughs> rules of comedy. So Tim comes in, gives Jill the news. Uh, together, Tim and Jill express their uh, sad feelings about the fact that their yep. son is going to get married too young. Complicated feelings. Yeah. complicated feelings yes uh so they they you know kind of panic a little bit and discuss what they're going to do uh brad comes in acting all frosty and uh, jill immediately like confronts him <laughs> yes i uh, well fr- frosted like uh, like mark's tips are probably going to be soon and uh anyway he he insists that uh he and samantha are in love and that they want to build a life together and uh jill asks if samantha's pregnant and uh, Brad says no, and Jill then asks, are you getting married just so you can have sex? And Brad accuses his mom of only ever thinking about sex and storms upstairs. <laughs> A line I liked was um, Jill's pulling the the melted uh, salad spinner out of there and uh, says something about, uh, it's, it's genetic. Everyone yeah. in this household is melting plasticware. Yeah, and Tim. Right as Tim is walking in, he's like, "Well, Brad is going to be soon. He's going to be registering for it," which I thought was a great way to kind of get into the conversation. It's the same. It's the same kind of rhetorical device that Tim often uses in conversations with Wilson, where where Wilson says something and Tim then ties it back to whatever thing he's going <laughs> through with a level yeah. of of uh, kind of witticism that Tim doesn't usually display. <laughs> yeah, but I th- I felt like at least it gave some sort of tie to this melted 
uh, Tupperware issue to yes. the episode. You know, it, it, tenuous for sure, but some no, tie. I agree. No, I liked it. I, I liked it. It just reminded me of that thing. Um, I don't know. I, that's about... I don't really have too many thoughts on this particular scene. I mean, so when when Tim and Jill are both processing this, Jill immediately brings up, well, what if she's pregnant? What if she wants to get pregnant from him? Which... I do like Jill kind of spiraling into worst case scenarios, which she ten- she yeah. did more in previous seasons. Yes. Uh, but then Tim says, what if she's trying to get a hold of the Taylor fortune? And Jill goes, there <laughs> is no Taylor fortune. And Tim says, well, not in cash, but we are tool rich, which <laughs> Tim has some absolute bangers this episode. He does. He does. Uh, and I do like Jill not being able to keep her cool. She like her psychology brain is kicking in. She's like, OK, we can't attack him. We have to play it cool. We have to try to understand this. Uh, we got to just play it tactical. So the second she says that Brad walks in and she just goes, are you insane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's re- it's really good seeing Jill knowing that she shouldn't be doing this, but her her just panic at the situation overriding everything. Yes. Uh, anything else? Uh, Samantha and I love each other. We want to build a life together. That's Brad talking, mm-hmm. not me. Uh, he says okay. that, and then Tim says, better build a small one. There's not much room in that bedroom of yours. <laughs> it's really good. Really good. Good line. Yes. Uh, You're no, right. Tim a- does have some some great ones this, this episode. Yeah, yeah. But that's uh, that's all I've got. Well, Brad gives them uh, an icy cold stare, which freezes them and transitions us outside where Tim is staring up at the stars, where Jill comes out and she says, what? What's going on, husband of mine? And he's like, I'm just staring at the stars, thinking about Orion's belt and all the tools on them. <laughs> and uh, Wilson appears as if being summoned uh, by the screenwriters. Yes. And... <laughs> He uh, hears that Brad is uh, about to be married as well. Uh, He gets a little shocked by this and then gives some advice about how an author, uh, philosopher, who knows. I'm not going to jump in to save you because I did not write down the name of this author or philosopher. I don't. I don't remember who it was, but basically the gist was that as they saw that they were losing power, they became an advisor to the person so that they would still have sway over them uh, once their power had diminished. And Jill kind of hears this and goes, oh, okay, so you're saying reverse psychology. We pretend to be on his side until he realizes what a dummy he's being. And Wilson's like, no, that's not what I meant. And she's like, okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> that's the end of the I, scene. I, I hope to get more of not just Tim misunderstanding Wilson's advice, but Jill understanding it and then willfully misinterpreting it for her own ends. I think that's, yes. that is funnier than, yeah. than Tim not getting it. Is Jill, is Jill taking it for the wrong reasons and Wilson being <laughs> horrified at what he's unleashed? Uh, I completely agree. It's, it's always good. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't have much for this scene. I have more for the transition out of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, it this is a... It, there's a run of kind of short, forgettable scenes in this episode yeah. as, the, as the concept of the episode unspools. So I, I don't have much to say about it either, other than that I don't know why... Like, they have to show Tim outside looking at the stars and then have Tim come up with an excuse for why he's out there. Like, guys... we. We all know what Tim does in the backyard. Why can we not just start the scene with Tim talking to Wilson and have Jill come out? Like, I, oh. I don't. <laughs> I, th- I thought you you meant that he's out there passing gas. Oh, 
I mean, Tim has shown no restraint about doing that inside the house. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. Or you're right. To, to the point that he injures his own back. So I, I really don't think uh, I, I really don't think anyone would take that. Although um, it would be a stronger start to the scene if just <laughs> silence and Tim looking up at the stars and it's just <laughs> Heidi Ho, gaseous neighbor. <laughs> Oh my! You know, Tim, um, I'm reminded of the middle schoolers of Central Elementary School who say, "He who smelt it, <laughs> dealt it." Ah, uh, so what you're saying is, I blame the fart on the person who smelled the fart. <laughs> uh, are you ready to have a three-hour discussion about this video game? <laughs> yes, I am ready to have a three-hour discussion about this insane transition and this video game. Okay, we get a. TV video game transition. The TV is facing us, so we see the video game as it rotates around and reveals Mark and Randy playing the video game. Well, it doesn't it like turn turn the scene that we've been seeing into black and white like it's a black and white thing on the TV and then the channel changes to the video game being played? Oh, let's take a look in slow motion, why don't we? Yeah, let's let's go to the You're video right, tape. It does. It does like someone changed the channel. Yeah, yeah like does. you went to Video Ox 1 or Video Ox 2, whatever <laughs> right. your, your SNES was hooked up to. Uh, yep. Yeah. Although I think they have I think they have Genesis, I think they have Genesis controllers in their hands, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil Collins is drumming on them. <laughs> terrible, terrible joke. Just awful. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to defend it. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Here's, okay, so, okay. Where do we want to start with this video game? <laughs> I mean, so get, it looks like... like uh, one of them is a dinosaur or a lizard fighting it's a, it's a man. A, it's a it's a reptile man for sure. A really roided out, buff, uh, Mike Leefield esque reptile man throwing punches at a three headed monster man in blue jeans and like work boots. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I lo- even if you're a three-headed monster man, you have to pra- uh, dress practically for the job site. That's guess... that's just an, a simple fact. Um, the the heads. Okay, so there's two bald heads on either side, the right and the left side. The head in the middle has just the long, flowing hair going down mm. its back. It looks like something you'd see on Adult Swim, uh, <laughs> back in like the the. Aqua Teen Hunger Force days. Yeah, yeah, that kind of 80s throwback hair metal uh, parody <laughs> sort of thing. And these animated characters are fighting in front of a live, like, park scene. It just look like very lovely trees. <laughs> I know, I know. It's almost relaxing. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like those full motion video games that were briefly popular. Like yes. they have actual actual very detailed backgrounds. <laughs> Uh, the lizard man throws a punch and the three-headed man ducks We and then gets up and kicks real quick. Neither of them connect. There's no health bars, so I have no idea what this <laughs> game's about. They hadn't invented health health bars yet at that point. Like The game, the game is mainly about feelings anyway. It's whoever feels <laughs> like they've been bested in combat. <laughs> there are multiple different buttons for surrendering. I guess so. Um, Randy and Mark are playing. Uh, I don't want to uh, slow jam this too much more, except to say that this is a, a shining example of one of my least favorite tropes in TV and film, which is just fake video game noises and people yanking a controller every which direction to pretend that they are playing a video game. 
Yes, but let it, let's point out though that that this show has done put more effort into showing us the video game that they're playing than any other show <laughs> that engages in this trope. <laughs> I will not deny that. Um, but yeah, so they are they are back at uh, they're back at the house. They're playing video games, and uh, uh, Brad comes in as Mark and Randy mm-hmm. are are playing away, and uh, Randy and Mark start roasting him over getting married so young, and suggest that they do his bachelor party at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Or the groom gets free tokens. Uh, and then Tim and Jill come in and they tell Brad they uh, apologize. They overreacted and they want to invite Samantha over for dinner to get to know her better. And uh, Jill says, what's her favorite food? And Brad says, chicken cordon bleu with endive salad. And Jill says, we'll go with your favorite meal. And Brad goes, sloppy joes with tater tots? <laughs> it was like... Uh... <laughs> Just it, like his bla- uh, line earlier about um, growing into it, not knowing what he's getting himself into, uh, that was like showing his inner child come back out was a great like little foreshadowing to what's about to happen. A really perfect subtlety. I was a big fan. I was a big fan of how that was played. But yeah, it's a it's a short scene, so like it is. I, I think that's funny. I like that bit. I don't have much else from that scene. If you have more from that scene, I welcome you telling me more from that scene. Uh, he kind of I don't know. Brad kind of like when when they suddenly change tactics, he kind of like uh, puts his head back and narrows his eyes to slits and looks down his nose, going, "You want to go over for dinner? I don't know about this. Something's going on here, but <laughs> but you guys have never tricked me before, so I guess I'll accept." <laughs> Uh, we get a um, not a transition they must have spent their budget on the video game because look that that video game transition was (laughs) elaborate it was we just get a very quick very quick dissolve between scenes it's a little bit later uh, perhaps another day even and um, they're having dinner with Samantha and Brad Tim Mm -hmm. and Jill yes Randy and Mark aren't here who knows where they went no 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 they 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 sent them off to play Blade Warriors (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah but so they're they're they've just finished dinner and uh yep. uh samantha is complimenting jill on the how good the meal was and they assure her that she does not need to do that and so she no. says okay well the brown stuff was a little salty and jill goes well roll it around <laughs> in the green stuff it'll slide right down the way <laughs> i shouldn't be slow jamming yet but the way that jill the way that jill says that it's almost depressing, just like how resigned she is. Like, yeah, I'm a bad cook. Nothing. I cannot produce anything. <laughs> I don't tasty. know. I I I like the self awareness of it. Like, um, of the show. I don't know. I like the the fact that they allow Jill to have a sense of humor about it, uh, and that it is coming. I don't know. There's something different about it than Tim just railing on Jill being a bad cook. That's true. We've seen so much in the past. The fact that Jill is like owning it makes it a little bit better. I'm not saying it's funny necessarily, but um, I don't know. It's not egregious to me. No, no, no. You're, I, I That's agree. the only thing it's that matters egregious. in this world. Anything that is egregious to me needs to get out of my face. Everybody has to abide by Landon's sense of propriety. That is that my is the egregious meter. Yes. You know, okay, you should you should put some as yet determined amount of money in a jar whenever you say egregious. <laughs> so Fair, fair point. I will okay. put a five dollar bill in the thing if you put it in for laments. It, it's it's all gonna it's all gonna cancel out in the end, I think. Um, so anyway, they, uh, Tim and Jill tell them that they're relieved. They'd been so worried about putting three kids through college and now they only have to worry about two. And 
Brad says that he still wants to go to college, but Jill says, well, once you're out on your own, we're not going to pay for you to go to college, which is hand-waving away a rather large concept. Um, But Brad (laughs) says, that's no big deal. He'll get a scholarship. And Samantha then says, oh, well, I'm going to get a job so I can pay your tuition. And Brad says, well, I no, if it comes to that, I'm not going to let you pay my tuition. I just won't go to college. And then she says, well, I don't want our children to grow up with a father who didn't go to college. And Brad is shocked at the notion that marriage might later lead to children. And then Jill yeah. starts uh, asking a bunch of questions about how many kids they want. And uh, Samantha is is chatting with her about that. And Brad is still trying to process children. And then um, Brad gets upset and realizes that the, that his parents are trying to scare them out of getting married. So he gets up and storms out and orders his 20-year-old girlfriend to follow him. And she does. And uh, in their absence, Tim and Jill, well, Jill laments that this didn't work, but Tim uh, celebrates that, uh, oh wait, no, Tim laments that uh, this didn't work and that Brad's all right. $10 right there, baby. I know, I know. Well, look, it's worth it. Okay. I mean, I should have just gotten it right the first time around and only spent five, <laughs> but I made this choice. amount of money. I, well, okay. Well, now now it's only down, because I'm assuming we just exchanged the, the jars of money at we're the not, end of the show. No, we're not paying each other. We're both putting money into a pool uh, that we do something with at the end. Are we going to swim in it like Scrooge McDuck? I, 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 don't, I don't get the point of, of saving the money, because it's not making <laughs> me stop saying the word lamenting. Uh, apparently not. Uh, Jill thinks she scared them straight. Go on. Yeah, there are a few things I like about this scene. One is um, Tim and Jill are just kind of playing it. Uh, They're still feeling out their their strategy here. I mean, they kind of know the strategy, but they don't know if it's going to work. And the second that they see they have their hooks in, like their their expressions change. Tim has this kind of like self-satisfied way about him and jill is like she's got this uh, hidden smile as she's digging in on the questions that felt kind of fun yeah Um, it's like watching one of those one of those fake medium scammers like the jonathan edward types (laughs) trying to cold read someone and then when someone tosses out a personal detail they can use seeing their eyes light up and they're like great i can work off of this cool they they see something they they can get a foothold into into freaking their kid out (laughs) Um, I'll tell you, and I, I don't want to talk about this, but you know, we're here to do the work part of our title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, in this episode I learned, uh, maybe suspected, but I definitely learned Brad's got some thoughts on heteronormative relationships. <laughs> oh, in terms of, in terms of he doesn't want his, his wife working to put him through college. Yes, uh, among you know some other minor details or things that I may be inferring. I don't know. Uh, th- just the way that he's constantly like ordering around and and telling yeah. her to come with him, and you know uh, I'm going to be the breadwinner. I'm going to be the one working. No wife of mine is going to pay for me to go to college. Uh, you know, a certain amount of gross male pride there that doesn't feel good. I you I know mean, it doesn't really come to to breath too much in this episode, but. Just generally speaking. I would say two things. First, we we are not that far removed from an episode where he has his girlfriend doing his laundry and making him sandwiches <laughs> all the time. And he has to have people Fair. explain to him why that's a problem. Secondly, yeah, okay. I honestly, I feel like I have met a number of dudes who are kind of lazy, slackery dudes and have uh, really <laughs> hardworking, high-powered partners who... Yeah 
endlessly bankroll them while they don't really do anything with their lives. So to me, I found it really endearing when he said, no, I would never want you to pay for my college to it. Like for me, that seemed like a big evolution of Brad's character of like, no, if I can't afford to go to college, you shouldn't be contributing your money for my education. That is my responsibility. I mean, I I like your take on it a lot better than mine. Um, I, I think it's more that he wasn't. I mean, he was empirical about it rather than having a conversation because she he completely dismisses her point about I don't want a father who's you know a father of my children who hasn't gone to college, which is an important thing to discuss. And so, like, if you need to work that out, just completely hardlining your opinion about it is kind of sucky, but. <laughs> Um, like I said, I prefer your, your take on it better than mine. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like my take better than your take as well. Um, <laughs> I have to say they, the fact that they said they're going to get married, but they've never talked about children, like the notion of, I mean, I mm-hmm. get that it's stupid to get engaged to someone after a month, but if they've spent every second together, presumably they've talked about marriage, they've talked about life, they've talked about kids in some capacity to get to the point of we should get married. Well, like the fact, the idea that it's about a person, how much can you learn about a person in a month? I mean, well, if they're spending that much time together and if the show wants us to believe that they're not just boning constantly in that time, (laughs) that they are presumably like, just having conversations and occasionally steer, stealing away for one brief kiss on the lips before going back to whatever they were doing. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Well, I, I, you're, you're raising a, a larger question here. Yeah. <laughs> and at the risk of alienating any particular kind of listener, which I certainly don't uh, put any judgment on the question, just opening it up for discussion. Marriage before sex? <laughs> I mean... I mean, that isn't that kind of a, a big, I mean, for a 17-year-old, especially, yeah, one that but, hasn't even entered college yet, to say, I'm going to get married, I've never had sex, and here we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't make, that, you're right, that does not make sense that they would be having that conversation before having had that other uh, activity, I guess. Maybe that's what got him on board with the marriage. Um... <laughs> Well, Jill, Jill asks him that in the previous scene. She's like, are you guys having sex? Do you, you know, are you getting married so you can have sex? Yeah. And he says, yeah. He, and he, but he doesn't directly answer that question. He just says that she thinks right. about sex all the time. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's, that's okay. So then we're taking it as canon that they are doing it at this point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it's symbolized through one single smoochers. <sighs> You know, very, very, you know, Hayes Code 1950s movie sort of thing. <laughs> we don't even see Brad's full naked leg in this movie. Yeah. I, <laughs> episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how he that's how he flags down a car when the nomad breaks down. He just pull, he just pulls up his, uh, you know, his Jordache jeans and, and puts a leg out there for a passing motorist to stop. It brappened one night. Uh, so next scene. So we're in the car. The nomad. And they are driving along. Driving. And my uh, uh, my computer screen has gone to sleep, so (laughs) I can't actually see my notes. Take it. 
they're they're driving and discussing kind of the the fallout from the conversation at the dinner table and they're you know Brad's still hung up on the the kids thing and uh said well I didn't I didn't really quite think about marriage uh having to do with kids you know do you want kids how long before you think you'd want them and she's like oh I don't know maybe 5 to 10 and Brad's like oh I was thinking like 15 to 20 <laughs> and uh they start to acknowledge that they're having doubts about this whole thing yeah, the and, marriage uh, thing, at least. The marriage thing. <laughs> Not the kids, though. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, we're going to have kids. We just want zero, zero legal <laughs> obligation to one another. Um, they decide they're going to slow down. Uh, in fact, I think she's the first to say it, and but you could already see it <laughs> written on Brad's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, Brad's the type, I feel like, without the guidance, he would go through with it. Yeah, no, Brad. Brad will follow anyone. Brad is a born follower. I mean, look how look how how quickly a twenty three year old dude with a sports car was able to get Brad to practically drop out of school. He he will he is get he gets suckered into anything. Um, uh, I will say another misdirection here because she's like, uh, Brad. I think we better slow down. And there's been this pair of headlights in their rear view this entire time. I totally thought they were going to get pulled over for something. I know. I was also expecting... There were so many scenes in this where it's like, okay, and there's going to be a broader gag. No, there's not. No, it's just... It's exactly (laughs) what you see in front of you. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was... Yeah, she was going to say, Brad, I think we should slow down. And he's like, yes, I'm so glad you said that. I feel like this relationship's been moving too fast. No, Brad, I meant you're speeding. You think we should slow down? That would be honestly a funnier (laughs) resolution to this episode. Uh, we fade out from the scene, and do you have anything else? Because uh, that's basically our episode. We get a stinger just, that's kind of funny. Just that it's just, pre- I mean, it all just, it's pretty easy. Tim and Jill have a conversation, yeah. and then Brad and his girlfriend decide they'll actually do what their parents want them to do. And it's like, I, you know, and even if that was the case, they both agree mutually to it. Uh, you know, it, yeah. again, I'm, you know, it's it, not it a wraps up thing. a little too nicely. Yeah. yeah, it's just a it's a tidy little package. Tidy whiteies. Um, we get a what stinger. Is that even? <laughs> we get a stinger where Jill uh, is finishing up some food uh, from dinner, putting things away, and she asked him, "Hey, could you get us uh, get me some Tupperware from the the cabinet to put this away in?" And he pulls out all the melted Tupperware. And, and it's a um, source of lamentation for both of them. Oh, my God. Uh, Brad comes in, tells them, you know what? We changed our minds. We're not going to we're not going to get married. And, but listen, has nothing to do at all with what you two said. I can make my own decisions. I'm a big boy. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go jump on my bed for a little bit uh, and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, he's l- literally gonna just go jump and d- up and down on his bed for uh, okay. a little bit. Okay, um, it's good exercise. In, in my version of the story, uh, when he leaves, Tim and Jill uh, are like, "Okay, well, good for you." Uh, and when he's out of frame, they high five and they're super uh, excited. They're gonna bust out the uh, the old bubbly. Uh, no, no. I think it's white wine. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the flat. It's the white wine. <laughs> it's a flat, flat white. Uh, Jill grabs the cups. Uh, Tim grabs the um, wine. They toast and say, you know what? I think we're pretty good at this parenting thing. We can handle anything that comes our way. And uh, enter Mark, who has pink hair, walks out of frame, out the door, says goodbye to them. And they stand there frozen, give it a good beat or two, then goes, was that pink? Tim goes, no, it was fuchsia. It's pretty good. 
It's pretty good. He learned that from Al. Um, I'll just say it. You just had to convince your oldest son not to get married to a college girl he's known for a month. Your youngest son having dyed his hair fuchsia, that's not a problem. That's not no. an issue. It, the, <laughs> no. the deed is done. The hair will grow out or it'll wash out. It's nothing. It doesn't matter. That is... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Your ha- like, I mean, so many different parts less... of your house have been blown up. You got an iron rod dropped on your car. <laughs> One of your kids has fuchsia hair. Oh, boo-hoo. That's less Tim and Jill and even less the writers than just the 90s knocking on our door saying, hey, remember when kids were weird? <laughs> hey, you remember that grunge everybody was talking about? <laughs> yeah, this right. Is, we are we are past grunge at this point, buddy. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're far enough past it that this is the time that a an ABC sitcom would be trying to do meaningful <laughs> commentary on it. I don't, I don't know. I actually think they are doing a good job at... Uh, announcing in real time the lead up to new metal. Mm, I like, mean, this is '98. Limp Bizkit really takes hold the next year, uh, and Corn is taking hold at this time. So I, I think they're I think they're hitting it pretty on the on the nose. Are you just or are you just inclined to see the lead up to new metal everywhere you look because that was such a an influential time for you? <laughs> um, uh, no comments. Con- Okay, you know, no, that's For your Fifth Amendment right to, to, you know, refrain from incriminating yourself in liking you. new metal. Um, uh, I, I, I did it at the time. I don't now, and I regret the lessons it taught me. I, l- listen, look, there was a really beautiful quote from Violent J of the Insane Clown Posse recently. <laughs> talking about how horrible he feels for the homophobic lyrics he used to to put in his songs and how bad he feels thinking about modern-day juggalos who are queer Mm -hmm. going back and finding that and how he tells his daughter now, if your friends ever ask you why your dad said those things, you tell them that your dad was a fool. He was just going with the flow, which is everything juggalos tell you not to do. So all I'm saying is, Landon, maybe the end result of this podcast is I'm going to get into ICP, and then I will get you (laughs) back into it. Uh, maybe I've never left. Here's a question for you. Wait, what's your wine face drinker? painted like right now? <laughs> you know what? You can't see me. Um, <laughs> here's a question for you as a wine drinker. I, I'll take that question. Have wine bottles gotten bigger? No, they've uh, 750 milliliters is about the standard uh, and has been for a good long while. Like, is this is this wine bottle particularly small? I, it looked small. I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't drink a lot of wine, but um, I don't. It seemed kind of dinky for some reason. I, I mean, sometimes sometimes they'll be oddly shaped, like there'll be weirdly narrow bottles or something like that. Or you know, okay. like and white wine also sometimes they sell it in odd quantities. Like like you know, there's champagne will be in a super small bottle sometimes or something <laughs> like that. So hmm. maybe this is the best chardonnay in the world that they're maybe, that they're maybe. uncorking that seems to already have been opened that they just had ready maybe it's cooking <laughs> wine uh we go to our outtakes which yes. okay just to run through it tim and al are on uh men's grooming week and they walk over to the shaving dummy they pull off the head and it's uh milk candidate saying i don't go in for that sort of thing i mean because like it, there's there's in the scene, there's a whole dummy in the chair, and there's a blanket over yep. the head, and they pull it off, and normally it's a balloon, but in this case, it's the, yeah. I'm sorry to, uh, uh, I'm sorry to Bigfoot you. Go on. No, no, I appreciate the context. So, um, 
the only real note I have about this is that this is clearly not an alternate take from the episode, but like this is a, a recorded um, rehearsal. Yeah, like because tech run the, they, they've got scripts. Yeah. They're not in costume. The the quality of the image that we're seeing is clearly not uh, broadcast quality. Yeah. And uh, Tim, I thought, was really interesting. He's wearing just like his normal clothes, not his uh, Tim Taylor clothes, with his mm-hmm. like glasses on to read the script and everything. Yeah. Um, and it was just <laughs> kind of an interesting peek into the, uh, you know, rehearsal process for Home Improvement. <laughs> it, it is... And I also like when he pulls the the blanket off and it's the guy sitting there. This is, you know, a prank that the crew has set up on him. And the guy says, I don't go in for that sort of thing. Tim is initially very startled by this, but then picks up on it and says the line with him at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I just, just funny to me that he can go from being blown away that there's a human being there to then immediately getting the bit that he's doing and saying it with him. (laughs) And then following up with "You scared the shit out of me," <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Is it is it the first time we heard a bleep on Home Improvement? Uh, I think it might be actually. I don't think they've ever had huh. to do that before. Uh, interesting. Yeah, huge milestone. Is it huge moment for the show? No, it it's not. Something but, I noticed. <laughs> but again, I mean, it, you, as soon as you start asking, "Is this fact about the TV series Home Improvement interesting?" Then you start questioning that about every single thing we talk about on this Fair show point. and Fair then you point. get some uncomfortable answers that make us question uh our time management uh like this question truman what did we landon, learn from this episode landon what we learned from this episode is that you can meet somebody and you can feel a super strong connection with them immediately yes. and that super strong connection sometimes that lasts you know for for a while like that feeling of of uh of complete synergy and and needing to be around them all the time like that's not just a fleeting thing that can last for you can go to sleep and wake up and it's still there but simply feeling that with someone is only an indicator that you should keep going out on dates with them it is not an indicator that you should suddenly bring the government into your relationship and fuck up your tax right. paperwork uh all based off of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, well i guess what yeah. i'm saying is summer loving happened so fast did you learn anything <laughs> Landon? what did you learn this week uh i think it's important to know yourself before yeah. you uh get into a long-term relationship yeah so that you know what you're bringing to the table yeah um and you can communicate your needs better and you can better enjoy that moment when you decide to commit to each other should you choose to yeah um rather than uh, completely being guided by your emotions or and, your and your hormones key to horny jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, Landon, I would I would take your initial advice and I would just simplify it. You said it's important to know yourself before you start a relationship, yeah. buddy. I think yeah. it's just important to know yourself. That's <laughs> that's you know, Ted Lasso smiles upon me for spinning that one around. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's good yeah. advice in uh, in relationships uh in romantic entanglements uh what uh, what do you think would have happened if uh this episode was slightly do you think it would have been a better episode if Brad showed up and said we're married as opposed to we're getting married so if they had eloped would it be a better uh episode if there was I mean, an I'm, elopement cuz we're we're kind of uh talking about 
how this episode could have gone a little bit differently, you know, yeah. how it could have had a little bit of a bigger impact. I think yeah. that would have raised the stakes more, don't you think? It would have raised the stakes if if he had surprised them by t- uh, telling them that he had already gotten his nuptials. Uh, why, why are you phrasing everything like a question? Well, because I'm trying to hit the word. Uh <laughs> Uh, but I'm posing to you a, a, a kind of post-amble question. Do you think that would have been a better episode? I do think it would have been an, a better episode if he just came to them and said that they had been married, and then the whole episode is them trying to get them unmarried. That's both uh, ground... Unmarried was the word. Divorced, for example. Uh, <laughs> I think that that would have been a yeah more interesting episode. It would have been very unconventional, and it would have taken us yeah. to a more climactic place that still so could too. just be based around a few conversations in a few locations. Truman, I gave you a chance. <laughs> you did, and I'm—I don't know. I feel like every time y- your your attitude is one one like, oh man, I gave Truman a million chances, and this dumbass can't understand me. There, there, there are hundreds of thousands of words, and I'm saying there most are. of them there over are the course of the two hours we talk. A hundred thousand words to choose from, and you went with unmarried <laughs> instead of the secret word, which is annulled. Annulled. Well, okay. I, and I'm not making fun of you. I just I I chose the word and I knew I was flying real close to the sun with it. And I thought you were gonna say it, and you went with unmarried instead of annulled. <laughs> I fly pretty far from the sun, especially when it's as hot as it is down here. Uh, <laughs> now, to be fair, I feel like the yeah. whole deal with annulment is it only it only works if you quote unquote haven't consummated the marriage. And I feel like again, I don't want to well, maybe go to any maybe. sort of correctional institution, but I don't think they would. Give that one much time to breathe before consummating. <laughs> well, we we it's it is a question that's been posed in the episode, so it's possible. It's possible. Anything is possible, just like Kevin Garnett Anything said. Anything is possible, like having an episode under two hours. So let's what? end this thing. Yes. I know. Um, we're back to normal length. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but no, if you... no, we're at abnormal length. So let's go. <laughs> if you want to. Uh, actually see us go far over time you can join us for our upcoming live episode by the time this episode airs that you're listening to these words coming out of my mouth right the second if you listen uh when this comes out uh i think you have three more days before our live show which is on february 20th oh we've given you the gift of time now you can prepare yourself (laughs) so join us over on discord uh we're doing a live episode a live bonus episode and here's what makes this one special so anybody in the world can come and watch it happen kim Uh, jong-un there are no restrictions (laughs) well i i don't know about shadow governments and uh you know restricted internet uh you know, systems, but uh, anyone that has access to the free internet can join our Discord and uh, watch us live on Sunday, February 20th, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and all of the various uh, variations in between. Here's what's going to make it special, is that uh, if you want to watch it, you can watch it live. (laughs) I'm just repeating myself. Yeah. It's, uh, but if you aren't going to be able to watch it live. The only way you can listen to the episode is if you're a Patreon subscriber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to just rely on you to edit that to make it sound like I knew exactly what I was talking about. 
yeah, you can just you can just summarize these very complex who can listen, who can't listen rules in like a yeah. fifteen page PDF and put it out on Twitter for the fans to to <laughs> okay. have their lawyers look over. Uh, okay, okay, take two. I'm gonna do it over again. Uh-huh. Uh, live show Sunday, February twentieth from ten a.m. Uh, Pacific time, one p.m. Eastern time. Anybody can join. Just Go over to our Discord. You can watch it live, but if you want to listen to it after that date, you have to be a Patreon subscriber over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. And what we're going to do this time that we've never done before is we're going to watch something together, which is very exciting. Uh, We are going to watch the pilot episode of the Home Improvement Universe TV show, Soul Man, starting Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) And he does a flip. Yep. Uh, I, I did do a flip. Gonna be interesting, folks. So uh, you won't want to miss it. Uh, February 20th, 10 a.m., 1 p.m. on our Discord. And you can find that link over at our Twitter, Instagram, our newsletter, uh, all sorts of places on our website. So get to it. Uh, we want to see you there. And uh, looking forward to performing for you, folks. Um, anything else for this episode, Truman? I got nothing else for this episode, although I do hope that you'll join us to watch that episode of Soul Man, because we're going to have a good time. Oh boy, are we. Grunt work is made possible by <laughs> our didn't, patrons. didn't if... sell that. <laughs> you broke me at the last second. God Hold damn on. it. No, okay. Uh, Grunt work is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, if you'd like to become a subscriber, <laughs> oh, Landon, you've got to do it. I've listened to you <laughs> say it a million been... times, and I still haven't learned it. <laughs> 200 episodes. No, uh, no, nothing <laughs> penetrates. If you, horny jail, if you <laughs> enjoyed today's episode and want to help us create the show, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod or leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed because it's the fastest, easiest way to help people find the show. Stop by to say hi to us on Instagram or Twitter at gruntworkpod or visit our website at www.gruntworkpodcast.marriage. <laughs> where you can find other information on today's episode and sign up for a weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. And until next week, when we bring you another episode of home improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman caps. And remember nobody, absolutely nobody anywhere is impressed that you use a straight razor to shave. Just get an electric razor like the rest of us. You fucking. Do. <laughs>